On the Virtual Bible Study tonight, we want to talk about advice for young people. Yeah, we want to just talk about some things that the Bible says are good things for young people to know and to do. There's there's plenty of advice in the world, but not all of it's good. But the Bible's advice for young people is, is perfect. All right, we're going to talk about that, and you'll want to stay tuned because we're getting started right now. It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, Internet-only call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 93 or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And we welcome you into the Virtual Bible Study for Thursday, December 26, 2019, the last Virtual Bible Study for 2019. My name is Jacob Gwynn. My father, Greg Gwynn, is here. Hello, Dad. Jacob, great to be with you. Good to be with you as well. Kyle's behind the controls. Kyle, welcome to the last program of the year. It's good to be here. All right. Glad that you're here. Glad that you're listening on the other end of the line tonight, and we want to hear from you. Uh, finish out the year strong at 877-381-4567. It's toll-free. Send us an email to questions at collegeview.com or sign in the chat room with other listeners on the virtual Bible study tonight. A couple of things to mention before we get too far into the study. We want to remind you that we have our Bible reading calendars for 2020. They are printed and ready to go. So if you'll send us a, an email to questions at collegeview.com and, and send us your U.S. mail address, we'll get one in the mail to you and uh, probably get there in time to get started on the 1st to get the readings start on January 1. Now, we're going to do a couple other things. One thing is we can email you a Word document or a PDF document that you could print out yourself if you want to. And then we're also going to post uh, this to our website every year. We have it. So if you're away from your printed copy, you can get on the website and, and see it there. But yeah, it's really a good reading program. And I think it's so helpful to have a regiment of daily Bible reading. So ah, I read that stuff before. I've read through the Bible five times myself. Well, read it again, and you'll be surprised how much you you learned that you didn't know before. So uh, we, we think it's very valuable. We've been doing this here at College View for a number of years, and uh, we just think it's an important thing. Yeah, it is a five-day program, so you may be busy one night of the week. You know, Bible study one night or uh, ball games one night. Well, you got catch, night catch, up, catch up, catch up on Saturday. And New Testament and Old so Testament reading. Every week has five readings, so you've got a couple of days a week to catch up if you get behind. There's an Old Testament reading and a New Testament reading uh, each day. And you can, you, you, if you didn't want to or didn't feel like you had enough time to do all of it, maybe just read the New Testament. That's just one chapter a day. Five days a week. Five days a week. And so you can do that easily. But, um, again, it's really a valuable thing, and we encourage everybody if you don't follow the Bible reading calendar that we, we produce, there's plenty of them out there. Get one and use it. And uh, there's a limited time offer on those, right, that free bumper sticker with every ca- uh, calendar? If, if, if you want a bumper sticker, we've got a, we've got a, new, uh, a new variety of bi- uh, bumper sticker. Or a, it's a bigger oval. It's an oval shape, and several people said they wanted the oval. This, one, this is an oval. It's a little bit bigger, easier to read. Let us know. We'll get you a, a, a Bible I mean, a virtual Bible study bumper sticker. Then the other thing we want to mention, and it's now just about four weeks out. It's crazy. Uh, it sort of ties in with our theme tonight. We're going to be talking about young people. But uh, the last weekend in January, it'll be the 25th and 26th, Saturday and Sunday, the last weekend of January. Uh, we're going to have a special Bible study series. We don't call it a teen weekend because we want everybody to come. But the lessons will be brought by Josh McKibben, and he'll especially be emphasizing lessons that our young people need, their parents need, really things that we all need. So we don't call it a teen weekend because we don't want to exclude anybody. We want everybody to come. But there'll be a special focus of the lessons toward things that all of us need to know relative to Bible teaching, especially about youth. And that's our theme for study tonight. All right. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com. 
advice for young people. Earlier today to our update list, and we always tell you, get on our update list if you're not, send us an email to questions at collegeu.com and say, add me to the list. We'll do that. And on Thursdays, midday, we send out an, an email telling what our topic is going to be for discussion that night. Earlier today, we sent out these questions. From these biblical texts, list the important things young people need to know and practice. And so we're going to look at two in particular. Ecclesiastes 11, verse 9, beginning, and then also Titus 2, beginning verse 6. We'll look at those two texts because I think they both are very pertinent to young people. And then we challenged our adult listeners, and we haven't got much feedback yet. I hope we get some more during the program. What are some of the things you wish someone had told you, advice you wish you had been given when you were young? Okay. I think that's an interesting question, and I hope we get some more responses to that. And then finally, give some Bible examples of young people and the good things they were able to accomplish. There's really some great examples in the Bible of young people faithfully serving God. All right. And we'll look to those. All right. So it's going to be an important discussion if you'd like to share your comments, especially on number two there. What's the advice that you wish someone had told you when you were young, if you're an older listener in the program tonight? Younger listeners, we want to hear from you in the program, and you could comment on number one especially and number three. What are some important things that we learn from the two biblical texts that were cited in the email as we go through them here? If something comes to mind, just send it in the chat room. A quick little response will help uh, the discussion flow tonight. We want to hear from you as we talk about advice for young people. All right, let's start with this text in Ecclesiastes 11, beginning verse 9. I think most of our listeners are probably familiar with this text. And it is one that uh, admittedly gets used extensively Mm -hmm. when it comes to young people. And advice to young people, but it is so packed with information. We begin reading Ecclesiastes 11 at verse 9. Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth, and let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of thine heart, and in the sight of thine eyes. But know thou that for all these things God will bring thee into judgment. Therefore, remove sorrow from thine heart, put away evil from thy flesh, for childhood and youth are vanity. And then this actually spills over into chapter 12, verse 1. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Okay. So there's several things there that I think are are really important to note. First of all, this passage and lots of others completely destroy the false idea that God is just a celestial killjoy. You know, he, he just, God doesn't want anybody to enjoy anything. He doesn't want anybody to have any fun. He's just a mean old ogre, and he's and he, he's got these rules locking us down to where we couldn't have fun if we wanted to. Yeah. That's just simply not true. Daniel in Jennings, Florida said, Rejoice, God actually wants you to be happy. Uh, so that's one that we have to remember and uh, is contrary to what the devil wants you to think. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, I think Daniel goes on, enjoy good and right things your heart and eyes motivate you to do. Try not to be depressed and sad while young or old for that matter. Uh, so uh, Daniel uh, agrees with us that God intends for the young years of your life to be joyful years, to enjoy the things of youth. Uh you know, as, as we get older, and especially, well, there's several things that happen. As we get older, responsibilities begin to pile up, so we don't have as much time for fun activities. As as we get older, health may limit us. Age may limit us. Uh, there's some things that young people have the, have the advantage to do, and, they, and God wants them to do that. Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth, he says. Now, the, the text, though, famously warns, but know thou... That for all these things, God will bring thee into judgment. So as you're having fun and enjoying life, know that you are accountable. And so the fun things you do and the rejoicing that you engage, make sure it's the kind of thing that you won't be sinning and committing offenses that God is going to judge you for uh, in the end. So while you're having the fun times of youth, don't forget about accountability. And that's what Daniel adds in his email. He says, but most importantly, remember that everything we do will ultimately be judged by our creator. Uh, and so young people and old need to keep that in their mind. A lot of times young people want to put that uh, certainty and reality of judgment out of their mind. 
and needs to be forefront in our minds at all ages, especially when we're young. I think young people are even maybe prone to use their youth as an excuse. Well, I'm young, you know, right. and it's understood that young people are going to do some things that probably they shouldn't do. They're going to, you know, we even have an expression for it. sowing your wild oats, you're going to yep. sow your wild oats. When you get older, you'll settle down, yep. you'll, you'll get, you'll get on track, but, but it's understood that young people are going to do some things they shouldn't do. That's just the way young people. No, that's not. I think it's a common way of thinking, but it's certainly not a biblical way of thinking. Know that for all these things, God will bring thee into judgment. Therefore, remove sorrow from thy heart, put away evil from thy flesh for childhood and youth or vanity. There's a real potential that in your youth, you might do things that you'll regret later. Be careful. Yeah. And uh, and then, of course, the famous expression, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. Even when you're young, don't forget God. Uh, don't forget your relationship with God. Don't forget your accountability to God. Remember your creator in the days of thy youth. There's another idea here that young people need to remember is that youth and uh, childhood and youth are vanity. In other words, they're fleeting. They're temporary. And don't imagine that the way things are now is the way they'll always be. I think a lot of uh, young people think, well... Hey, I'll be like this forever. Yeah. No, it's not going to last long. And so make the most of the time that you have. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I think I think that remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not or the years draw nigh when thou shalt say I have no pleasure in them. What, what you do in your youth may affect your spiritual outlook when you get older uh, and and there, and there may be regret and guilt uh, when you get older. It might even be possible because you didn't emphasize God in your youth that when you're older, you don't have any interest in godly things either. You didn't nurture and develop those things when you were growing up. So in verse 1, when uh, the evil days come nigh or not and the years draw nigh, when you shall say, I have no pleasure in them, is the pleasure that is speaking of there, having pleasure in them, is the them, the days the time that they live, you live as an older, older person or in doing God's will? Uh, I think it could be taken either way. Uh, I, I, and I've heard the application being, in other words, you didn't, you, you didn't care for godly things when you were young. Now you're old and you, and, and you never developed that, that inclination to look to God. And that's one way that verse could be taken. The other way the verse could be taken, I think both applications are true. The other way it could be taken is, I did all that stuff back then, and it seems so important to me, and it doesn't matter to me now at all, uh, and I'm sorry I did them. Yeah. Well, and I think what what we have to remember here is that God's will and doing God's will is what makes our life the best that it can be now. And so if you want to have the best days as a young person, by all means, do God's will to your utmost. Don't go kicking God's will to the side so you can go... Chase your wild oats. Do God's will now so that you can have those good days because there's going to be times coming that are going to be bad. And you would hate to not have enjoyed your youth to its fullest by serving God. And so don't waste the time you have now and the opportunities you have now to serve God. Don't wait until you're old to do that. Do yeah. it now. Yeah. Don't you're, you don't, no, you're, you're cheating yourself if you don't serve God as a young person. I think that's exactly right. All right. Let's, let's finish that. Uh, the Daniel sent us. He said, importantly, remember everything we do will ultimately judge by the creator. Remember God while young. So we serve him all our days because we run out of desire and ability to do things. And eventually we die. All right. That's a famous text there in Ecclesiastes chapter nine, excuse me, chapter 11, beginning verse nine. Uh, I've always thought it's really bad the way they split that chapter division there because definitely chapter 12, verse 1 uh, belongs with the, the, the verses at the end of chapter 11. But anyway, uh, I think those those are well-known verses. But something really for young people to meditate upon. All right. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com. We're in the chat room tonight, especially if you're a young person. Uh, sign in there. And uh, share your thoughts. And really, if you're an older person in particular, we, we want some feedback on our next question, which will be, what are some of the things you wish someone had told you when you were young? Either they didn't tell you or you didn't get the message and mm. didn't register and, and, and you paid a price. What are some of the things you wish you knew? We're going to get a break when we come back. Titus 2, chapter, chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. 
you can be looking at that now and get a jump start on your comments there. Titus 2, 6 through 8, we're talking about young people and advice to them from the scriptures tonight. Don't go anywhere. We're back right after this. After these important messages, we'll be back to take your comments. Email them during this break. Me again, Mike Smith at the Cosby Church of Christ. Let me ask you some more questions. Do you remember when the pulpit was used for the purpose of convicting sinners and teaching them how to be saved? Are you tired of preachers who seem more inclined to entertain their audience than to teach them the truth? Does it seem that sermons you are, te- you are hearing each week could as easily be given in a PTA meeting or a social club? Do you remember when sin was called sin, and at the end of the sermon you knew, by book, chapter, and verse, what the preacher was talking about and why? Well, we're still preaching the old Jerusalem gospel that you read about in your Bible. We invite you to investigate for yourself. Please come and see you this Sunday at the Cosby Church of Christ at 9.30 a.m. on Hampshire Pike. Here's some quotes worth pondering. Be a building block, not a stumbling block. If you neglect another day, you have a day more to repent of and a day less to do it in. The world is a dangerous place, not because of those who do evil, but because of those who look on and do nothing. No man is justified in doing evil on the ground of expediency. Man, wish I'd said that. Use your internet connection for something good. Listen to the virtual Bible study every week. Now, back to the program. We're back on the program tonight talking about young people and advice to them. And, um, Kyle, very important uh, topic tonight um, because there are a lot of young people that are making decisions and living in ways that will cause them sorrow down the road, and the Bible and God want uh, to spare them that sorrow. Absolutely, especially with young people. You have such an opportunity to change your course in life. So I just someday if you don't, uh, you will live with a lot of regret and a lot of things. Well, hopefully well, hopefully you won't have things to haunt you, but there's an opportunity when you're young to change that, though. So, yeah, What's that saying, uh, something about you know, young people are make the most important decision in their life when they have the least amount of <laughs> wisdom to do so. I mean, and it is uh, it is the case uh, that, that when we're young, uh, we we do set the direction of our life, Kyle, and uh, and, and we pave a road that uh, may make our lives very difficult uh, for the remainder of our days. Uh, but, uh, again, if we'll follow the Scriptures, we can be spared that heartache. You know, it, it's especially uh, significant to give this sort of advice to young people because I was reading a study which suggested that Young people, uh, it starts earlier for girls than for boys, uh, but a lot of changes go on in the, in the brain actually, in the, the development of the brain, uh, in regards to things that, uh, involve decision making, uh, impulse control, emotional, uh, response. A lot of those things, uh, are going on, uh, when pe- when young people are in their early adolescent years, we know that little children, you know, for instance, you get a, a newborn baby, that a lot of things are happening fast, and and they're they're going to learn to talk, they're going to learn to walk, they're going to uh, uh, muscle control and speech, and uh, a, lot, a lot of things happen fast for little tiny ones, but there's also a lot of things that are happening rapidly in the in the mental development of young people in their mm-hmm. early adolescence. And that's why the Bible speaks to young people and why we need to be speaking to young people as well. All right. Um, so Titus 2, we already looked at the famous text from Ecclesiastes. So uh, what are some important things that Paul told Titus? In Titus 2, verse 6, he said, young men exhort them likewise young men exhort them to be sober minded in all things showing thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine showing uncorruptness gravity sincerity sound speech that cannot be condemned that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed having no evil thing to say to you say mm-hmm. say of you rather um, so titus who himself was a young man and an evangelist was especially encouraged to teach young men to be sober minded there's two different words uh, in the original Greek that are translated in in our English versions, at least like in the King James Version, with the word sober-minded or sober. One word is the word that we uh, associate with sobriety, that is free of intoxicants. Mm -hmm. There is a Greek word, and it's used, and it's translated often with the word sober uh, in the New Testament. 
Then there's another word, and, and that other word is here. This doesn't have anything to do with drinking or, or, or intoxicants. This has to do with self-discipline and control. And so young people are to, notice, young people are to be exhorted or taught or encouraged to be self-disciplined individuals. Again, uh, young people typically act as though that that's the farthest thing from their mind, you know. Uh, do whatever comes to mind in the moment at which it comes to mind, and and no so, regard for what's good and proper or consequences. Yeah. You know, uh, they they don't look very far down the road as to where this might lead, that sort of thing. And so, uh, young people, be sober minded, have be <clears throat> self disciplined and self controlled. Okay, and then I think Paul speaks to Titus specifically. But what he told Titus would be applicable to all, because Titus was a young man and an evangelist. He says, in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works. Well, the fact of the matter is, he says, Titus, live so that other people could pattern off of you. Well, that's going to happen. People are going to look to our example and they're going to imitate our example, whether we want them to or not. So if our example is good, Great. But if it's not so good, people are still going to follow it. Yeah, that's what uh, Daniel said. He said when people copy our actions, they should be doing good. So he, he didn't say if. He said when. And I think he understands that as well, that that we are an example. We're either a good example or a bad example. And so our young people need to understand that people are watching them. And they're watching them when they're doing good. They're watching them when they're doing bad. People are watching young people, and you need to be aware of that. Uh, and you also need to understand that God expects you to be a leader, to to be that person who would lead others to follow him, uh, not someone who's going to follow the crowd. But you be the leader. You set the example of how you ought to live. Yeah. Uh, and I think what you said is really important. Know that people are going to be observing your example. And some people, whether you want them to or not, are going to be imitating your example. And so be careful. Set a good a pattern of good works. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, then I think it's interesting. He says in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity. There are a lot of young people who don't even think about doctrinal matters. Doctrine is the farthest from their mind. Doctrine has to do with scriptural teaching. Yep. And so they're not, they're not much concerned about knowing or for that matter, even teaching someone else what the word of God is. But, here Titus was was given instruction about how he would handle doctrinal matters. Young people have a great capacity to learn and teach others about God. Do so. Uh, do it do it well. Do it carefully. Uh and and then I especially in your speech, sound speech that cannot be condemned, be careful what you say, how you use your tongue. Live in such a way, Paul says, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed having no evil thing to say of you. And that's a high test. When somebody who wants to be able to say something bad about you can't even find anything bad to say, then you've done pretty well. Yep. And that's the, that's the goal we ought to strive for. Back to this idea of being a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity. Parents, can we talk to parents for a minute about that? We need to be instilling an understanding of doctrine in our children. They need to understand what they believe and why they believe it. Yeah. Uh, and we need to focus on that. And I'm afraid that the focus is uh, towards things that are the opposite of that. Yeah. And uh, if we're not if we're not working on instilling the fundamentals of doctrine in our children, we're doing them a disservice. Yes. And uh, so we need to be teaching them sound doctrine. We also need to be concerned about how they may be exposed to false doctrine coming from other sources Mm -hmm. and protect them from that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, again, I think parents have a a big responsibility there. All right. That doctrine is not just something for old guys sitting around with nothing else to do. It's for the young people. Yeah. Uh, And so we need to understand that. Exactly right. Okay. Uh, Sound speech that can't be condemned. Careful with your words. Careful what you say. And then, of course, this high test lives so that somebody who wants to say something about you can't say it. That idea of sound speech is one I think that uh, young people need to focus on. Kyle, I think uh, 
And I can think back when I was a young, uh, young, young person. Can't even say younger at this point. I'm old. Period. But you know, when I was a young person, you know, you get young people together, and the tongues can start going in a lot of different directions they shouldn't go. Uh, Got to be aware of our speech at all ages. Uh, yes, but uh, uh, well, for my own, I know it's uh, yes. Uh, we're spo- we're supposed to be. Or what comes out of our mouth shows what's an inflection of what's inside mm-hmm. of us. So was, mm-hmm. When you're young, you don't think about that. When you're especially when you get a young group together, young people, young boys, or even young ladies. I mean, it's just yeah. What comes out of your mouth is uh, <clears throat> don't care. So you have to, be careful. Yeah. Be careful. And it's it is sound speech that cannot be condemned. It doesn't say that it's sound speech that well, all your friends are talking that way. Nobody would care about it. If your parents heard about it, if the older ladies at church heard you talk about that, would they condemn it? If it can be condemned, you need to not say it, regardless of who's in the audience. Exactly right. All right. All right. Uh, Daniel said our teaching needs to be pure teaching, just what God gives us to teach. Be serious and honest. Speak uh, uh, in a wholesome way when others stand against you and try to find an inconsistency or error they'll exhaust themselves and embarrass themselves in other words they can't find good point anything. good point yeah thank you daniel all right all right so we didn't get much we didn't get much response and i'm still not seeing uh our, our chat room's awful quiet tonight people must be doing some other things and uh, maybe going to catch the program in archive it's form. It's holiday. It's the holiday season. You maybe, know, maybe so. So things going I on. was really hoping. I, I, I was thinking that uh, number two there. What are some of the things you wish someone had told you uh, when you were young? You thought you were throwing some of the old folks a softball, didn't you? Yeah. You thought that this would bring out the soapboxes. Yeah. 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 And it didn't. Um, it fell flat. Uh, so I'm going to have to fall back to an outline I found. And really the reason I asked the question, I found an outline from Jeffrey Hamilton. And he lists uh, a number of things. And so we'll just go through his list. Okay. All right. So he says the first thing he wished he knew um, was that you're not the only one who's struggling as a teenager. You know, uh, I, I think uh, teenagers uh, feel like, oh, man, you you don't believe how how bad it is in my life you won't believe how how rough my parents have been on me you won't believe the things i'm dealing the the fact of the matter is that everybody goes through certain challenges and and in those teenage years people are uh you know have struggles there's just no doubt about that but and you are not unique in that regard every teenager's had struggles exactly right in first corinthians chapter 10 uh, verse 13, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Uh, concentrate on the expression, what you're dealing with is common to man. You're, you're, you're not the first one. You're not the last one who ever dealt with the issues you have. Uh, struggling and through teenage years is is a common thing. So you're not the only one. Don't feel like the Lone Ranger. Yeah, don't feel like the Lone Ranger. Can, can we talk to parents again as well on this? I think parents need to be careful about uh, making the teenage years out to be something that's just some insurmountable challenge. And I think we can do that in our tone and in our approach to these years if we're not careful with our teenagers and just, I don't know, set the expectation that these are going to be terrible, difficult years when – Teenagers are going to, they're going through challenges now. And the fact of the matter is we're going to go through challenges every phase of our lives. Right. And we need to get, be getting our teenagers prepared for that and, and dealing with those things. First uh, Peter chapter 5, verse 8, talks about the devil being a roaring lion and seeking, going about seeking whom he may devour. He's not targeting just teenagers. He's targeting souls in general. And so, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's not a danger, but I, I fear that we, sometimes we, get our teenagers thinking that, oh, the teenage years are just some type of insurmountable Impossible. challenge. And so you're, 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 you're going to be a train wreck. Yeah. Hopefully by the time you get into your twenties, we can, can make it. sort it out. Hopefully you can make it. I don't, yeah. we're not, I'm not so sure you're going to be yeah. able to make it. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. yeah. No. In the chat room, Lou says, um, uh, well, let me skip down here. Lou says, as a stupid youth being young and feeling invincible, I don't think it would have mattered what anyone would have told oh. 
True. I think that's true. I think a lot of times young people, especially if they're being told something by older people, ah, well, they don't know anything. They're just old fogey, yeah. you know. Uh, and so I think what Lou says, how he and, felt. And young people listen to what Lou says, and Lou's story could be repeated thousands of times. He wishes he had listened. Yeah. He says now, he says, I'm just glad I came back to the Lord when I did. In other words, he, he, has, he has sought a change in his life. But I can tell you, a lot of people don't. No. And so when you're young and stupid and you do stupid things, you may be setting a course that you will not come back yeah. from. Yeah. And so pay attention. Yes. But uh, the devil's going to dangle that carrot, Kyle, and say, boy, let's, look at this. Don't worry about what people are saying. Listen to me. Yeah. And Lou and countless other people, oh, yeah. including us, would say, don't listen to the devil. Use some Use some brains here. And uh, and do what God said. I think that's why it's so important to surround, especially with your child, like, especially with church and who they associate with out, outside of church. If they, they learn by example, if the ones that they see, if they emulate good examples, if they're not exposed to the bad examples as a youth, as, if they're going in church and they see the younger people who are older <clears throat> than them doing what's right, that is a more of a, you can say, tell them all day long, but if they see it in everyday life, they'll probably more emulate that than anything they tell them. Uh, I think you're right. Uh, Dwight in Iowa says uh, the importance of your choice of being a Christian, what you are signing up for. So many youth become Christians without true knowledge of the commitment they're making. I think that's a good point. So there will be a lot of young people said, I, I wish someone had help me more to understand the commitment of being a Christian when I was a young person. Uh, and, and mm-hmm. I, I think that a lot of, a lot of adults now who are not very committed probably are suffering from the fact that when they were in their youth, they weren't given a lot of advice about the commitment level of being a Christian. So I think Dwight's got a good point. Daniel's advice mirrors uh, Lou's to some extent. He said, personally, if I had just listened to all the good advice I was given, I would be in real good shape. And so there's a common theme there. And then maybe that's the the one thing that we should should, uh, emphasize to young people is listen to the advice that's coming from godly people in your lives because they care about you and they've been down the same road that you're headed down listen to their advice yeah Yeah. all right we need to get a break when we get back we'll continue that discussion all right hey the soapbox is open and somebody jump on it we're inviting some soapbox mounting right here so mount up on the soapbox and and uh let us know what you think and i'm getting some messages from uh from eric here he says that the chat window is not showing up on his screen so uh, so there may be some who are having trouble with that chat window. Maybe refresh the screen while we're at, at this break and see if it'll come up. If you want to jump on the soapbox, uh, I don't know. It's pretty good on the soapbox. It's, uh, it, it's not, there's not a lot of crowd up here. Come on, grab the mic and, uh, let, let's hear your thoughts. Don't go anywhere. The virtual Bible study is back right after this. Now you can listen to a podcast of a recent sermon every week. Find out more at collegeview.com. There's more of the virtual Bible study right after these important messages. This is Greg Gwynn with this week's bullet point. Many times Christians feel as though there's nothing they can do to positively assist the work of the church. This, of course, is a huge mistake. There's something for everyone to do. Let us suggest some things that every member of the local congregation can do that will help our collective service for the Lord. Number one, you can read your Bible every day. There are a few things that can compare to regular Bible reading when it comes to strengthening the soul and maintaining focus on spiritual priorities. What are you waiting for? Make the commitment right now to read your Bible this year. Second, you can attend the services faithfully. We all push ourselves to do certain things. We'll go to real extremes to attend family gatherings, keep a doctor's appointment, go to a ball game, have a regular time at the beauty shop, and so forth. Unfortunately, some are not nearly so determined to attend worship services and Bible studies. If you can get out for other things, why can't you get out for services? Now think about that. You can really help by simply being present. Third, you can pray fervently. Do you consistently spend time in prayer every day? Pray for the church, for its leaders, for those who are weak, for our work in reaching the lost, and so forth. James 5 verse 16 says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Fourth, you can invite a neighbor co-worker or family member to attend the services with you you might be surprised how many would be willing to come if you would simply invite them fifth you can set a good example 
Don't forget that others are watching everything you do, everything you say, everywhere you go. If you let down even once, they will notice it and your influence will be damaged. Be conscious of your impact by way of your example. And finally, you can be positive and enthusiastic. Too many are doom and gloom Christians, always looking for negative things to complain about. Look up. Be thankful for what you have and excited about what you can do for the Lord's glory. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. Hello, I'm Nick Law from Jennings, Florida. I love to listen to the virtual Bible study and hear God's Word taught every Thursday night. A streaming Bible study. Why didn't I think of that? Now back to the guys. We're back to the, on the program tonight. Reminding this program is brought to you by the College U Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Find out more about us at our website, thevirtualbiblestudy.com, and come and worship with us if you're in the Columbia, Tennessee area. Find out about our meeting time and location at thevirtualbiblestudy.com. If you want a little preview of what it's like at one of our worship services, check out our live stream. That's at College U live stream, Kyle. Yeah, which we have. Uh, yep. We have uh, three on Sunday morning. We have three on Sunday. We have our Bible study and, our, of course, our two worship services. So on Wednesday nights, we have our studies going on. So playlists, you can, throughout the week, if you're not, if you're not live, you can just stream a playlist. So there's always mm-hmm. something there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Sounds Thank good. Thank you, Kyle, Th- for Thanks that. for doing that, Kyle. You're doing good work there. Um, let's, get, let's, let's continue some things that older people wish they had been told uh, when they were young, which, of course, the point of that is, then let's get busy and tell our young people these things. In other words, I wish someone had told me these things. So why don't I take the initiative and tell young people now what I wish I had been told when I was younger? Okay. So I'm looking at a, a list put together by Jeffrey Hamilton. And one of the, the next thing on his list was where someone had warned him about pornography and lust. Mm-hmm. And he makes the point that lust is not new. Pornography is not unique to our age. Mm-hmm. But access to it is different in our day and time. And a lot of people, a lot of really young people are falling victim, and they need to be warned. Uh, And, and again, this goes to us all, but especially to parents, to be aware. You know, there's some things you wish as as an adult, especially as a parent, there's some things you wish you didn't have to talk about with your kids. You just wish that they could just be innocent of all those sort of things. But... The world's not going to let them be, and you're going to have to you're going to have to be proactive, and you're probably going to have to say talk about some things, probably earlier at an earlier age now than than in times gone by. But you're going to have to be you're going to have to be proactive and give them that advice. Right. Okay. Next point: Remember, your sinful choices will plague you for the rest of your life. Uh, um, so you're going to do you do some things now as a young person and then maybe you realize it was wrong and i'm sorry i repent i seek god's forgiveness but there's a scar left mm-hmm. when you did a bad thing when you when you did something you shouldn't have done in the chat room and this is probably one for your stack for future topics uh, on the program but bronze angel mentions mental health issues depression suicide addictions self-harm are on the rise, including in the church. Some groups t- seem to be in denial about. Uh, can you review some key scriptures addressing this? Well, that needs that's a that's a, a topic, topic for in itself. itself. Yeah. But can we say, young people, not all mental issues are a result of what happens when you're a young person, but there are a lot of adults who are suffering with some some of these mental baggages. Yeah that are a result of the way they lived as teenagers. Yeah, a lot of people carrying a lot of baggage around yeah. guilt and, and, and then associated depression because of the guilt they feel. Yeah. Not, that's not a blanket statement uh, about uh, anybody who's struggling with these, but yeah. there are a lot of people who are struggling with this because they did things they wish they had never done when they were teenagers, and, and they carry that. Yeah, I think that's right. Young people need to understand So, that. So know that you, you're going to remember your sinful choices for the rest of your life, and... and and you'll wish, you'll wish a million times over that you hadn't done what you did. No, God forgives. You can't undo it. And there, but there is forgiveness, and that's a wonderful thing. But for, but forgiveness doesn't wipe out all consequences, and just the memory of some of those things is a, a horrible consequence you got to deal or with. Or there's other consequences, physical consequences that you must deal with, um, that uh, that are literally plaguing folks that are. Those days are a faint memory, but they're still plagued with the consequences. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Jeffrey Hamilton's list includes 
plans change. Here's some advice for young people. Plans change. Just because you're certain that something is what you want or what you're going to do, it doesn't always work out that way. Uh, we don't always know what the future holds. And so be aware, you know, the, you, you may you may think you've got, you know, uh, the tiger by the tail. You, 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 you're in control of everything. Uh, no, things, plans can change and you're going to have. But the one thing, you can't, even even in changeable times, don't change your commitment to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says you're going to be you're going to be challenged. Uh, uh People are going to challenge your faith. People are going to tell you you don't know what you're talking about. People are going to tell you that you're wrong. Even authority figures like teachers will tell you that you're, that you're ignorant, that your parents and people at church who taught you things about God were, were foolish. So your faith is going to be challenged. Know that your faith is going to be challenged. And don't let it just completely knock you off your foundations when someone <laughs> challenges your faith. You're going to go off to college, for instance, and you're going to have some godless professor who's going to who's going to make it his personal ambition to destroy your faith in god know that that sort of thing is going to happen be prepared for it all right um we talked about this excuse me in our in our bible study last night god we can find that at college you live stream but we talked about the fact that uh, we need to be prepared to give a defense for what we believe, yeah. and that will help us to be strong in the face of persecution. And so, young people, you need to be. This gets back to that doctrine thing that Paul was telling Titus. You need to be grounded in the fundamentals of the scriptures. Yeah. Parents need to be helping their kids with that, but kids need to hunger and thirst after righteousness. They need to have desire, that sincere milk of the word that they can grow thereby. Young people, you need to have a desire for God's word and for studying it and understanding it. Yeah. Okay. Real quickly, uh, looking at the rest of Jeffrey Hamilton's list, he says, mm-hmm. date only faithful Christians. Uh, a non-Christian more often will pull a Christian down than a Christian will pull a non-Christian to the Lord. I think that's true. First Corinthians fifteen thirty-three: bad company corrupts good morals. That's always been so. So date a faithful Christian. Don't assume others have the same value you do. Don't be afraid to pull the plug on a bad date. Uh, How about uh, this? Be the kind of person that a worldly boy or girl wouldn't have any desire in you in pursuing a relationship with you to start with, right? Uh, I mean, you can weed out a lot of that problem if you'll just be the kind of person to have the kind of reputation that someone who's of the world wouldn't give you the time of day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, First Corinthians six eighteen. Flee from fornication. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch out for pride, he says. Youth is a time when you are capable of so much more. You you have strength. You have broadening knowledge. You have a big future ahead of you. But it's easy to forget that you're not better than other people. Uh, teenagers are n- notorious for thinking their parents are outdated and out of touch. Pride keeps you from seeing dangers around you. Be careful of pride. He says, here's some advice that young people need to hear. Even young people can die. Be, mm. be ready for judgment. Oh, that's a uh, powerful one. Uh, uh, it's a sad thing when a young person dies, but we've all known mm-hmm. of instances like that, plenty of them. Young people uh, think that they're invincible, though, don't they? Yeah. Uh, another point, know that your teaching is only good if it's applied. What you've been taught is only valuable <clears throat> if it's applied okay. in your life. You, yep. may, you, you may have been brought to... To church services since you were an infant in in arms, uh, you went to Bible class and associated with others in the church for all those. Years. But if you don't ever make the choice yourself and apply it, it's no good. Okay. Uh, he says, "Here's some advice, young people. Things aren't hopeless when you make a mistake. You can be forgiven, and yep. you can you yep. can get up and go again. And and finally, the best time to change is now." Mm. If you're not doing right, if you're not living right, the best time to make changes is now. All right. Excellent. Absolutely. I thought Jeffrey Hamilton had a good list of suggestions there for young people. Here's one for young people. And uh, young people need to understand that their parents have their best interest at heart. Yeah. Your parents are trying to protect you from all the heartache and agony uh, that can come from a young person not living like they should. And so respect your parents' judgment. Yeah. You know. They're not sitting around trying to figure out how to mess up your life. You know, they don't uh, 
they don't sit around and make these uh, devious plans on how we can make Junior just have a terrible I, I want him to be miserable. Yeah. I, what can we do to make him miserable? He'd like to go to that movie Friday night. There's not a chance in the world we're letting him do that. We want him to be sad and lonely. <laughs> yeah. No, and I think young people think that a lot. I think I remember thinking that. <laughs> your parents are trying to protect you, and yeah. you need you respect your parents' judgment. They've been down the road that you're going down, and uh, use some uh, benefit from their wisdom and uh, understand that. Yeah, did we get all of Daniel's comments? We did not. He, he, said, he said, "Do to others what you want them to do to you." Matthew seven advice. verse twelve, and really take time to put yourself in the other person's shoes before you act. Young people don't necessarily do that. Uh, well, and Daniel uh, understands that that we need to, all of us need to, but especially young people need to think about that. Yeah. Uh, not all that, that. Oh, I like this one. He says, "Not all that profess to love God and to love you are safe people to trust. Learn to inspect fruit, Matthew seven verses fifteen through twenty, and do that properly. We must study for ourselves, Acts seventeen verse good, eleven. Good, good. Not ju- just because someone is a Christian." And just because you go to church with them, that doesn't mean that you should just blindly follow every decision really that they make. Really good. Thank you for that one, Daniel. He says, we must not trust in our own opinions and feelings to guide us. They must always yield to the wisdom of the all-knowing God. Proverbs 3, verse 5, 1 Peter four eleven. <clears throat> if I had not given in to following my own opinions and feelings, I would not have so many regrets. Yeah. And yeah. so, really, I think Daniel speaks for us all. Well, we have regrets. We have regrets about things we did we wish we hadn't done. Try to live so that you won't have regrets. Now, that's, that's probably not not going to uh, materialize 100%, but as much as possible, live so that you don't have regrets later <clears throat> on. Mohan in Illinois says, I wish the advice I was given was to follow the Bible by teaching me the Bible is the word of God, which is to be applied in our daily lives. So Mohan just wishes that he'd gotten more sound Bible practical, teaching. practical teaching that the the Bible is the word of God. And it's and infallible respect for it. Yeah. yeah. OK. Exactly. And then guest uh, 7851 says, as an older Christian, I wish I was taught more that I would be considered strange for my beliefs in Christ. Well, that's a powerful one. Wished that uh, he or she had been told at a young age that you're going to be weird. People are going to look at you sideways for being a Christian. Young people need to understand that. And as parents, we need to not shield them from that reality, but instead... Expose them to that reality and teach them to embrace that reality. Yeah. You're not going to be popular. Exactly. Your people are not going to like you for standing up for what's right, period. And uh, as a young per- person, you need to understand that. All right, uh, time for a break. Let's grab our last break. When we get back, we want to just quickly review some of the great Bible characters who in their youth did amazing things for God. All right, 877-381-4567. We're back right after this. Have you checked out all of the resources on collegeview.com lately? Check it out now while you listen to these important messages. The Virtual Bible Study will be right back after this. I'm Tom Goodall, a member of College View Church of Christ. Do you have a question about what has been said on the virtual Bible study tonight? Perhaps you disagree with something that was said, or would just like more information about what you've heard. If so, we'd love to hear from you. Please contact us with any questions or comments that you might have. Email us at questions at collegeview.com, and we can discuss any of your questions or comments with you privately or over email. Or if you would like to speak with someone in person, call us at 931 381 Four five six seven. Our promise to you is that we'll do our very best to give you a Bible answer for anything that we do or teach, and that we will do so in a loving manner. So if you have any questions or comments about our program tonight or any Bible subject, email us at questions at collegeview.com or call 931-381-4567. Thanks for listening to tonight's virtual Bible study, and we hope to hear from you soon. We're tracking the trends on the virtual Bible study. Adults who use the Bible daily account for 14% of the total U.S. adult population. That's followed by 13% who use it several times a week, 8% who do so once a week, 6% about once a month, and 8% who use it three or four times a year. That information is via Barna.com. The Word of God says in Psalm 119, verse 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 
Quit checking your email. The commercials are over, and the virtual Bible study is ready to roll. Take it away, guys. And we're back on the program, going to the top of the hour as we talk about advice for young people. And now, uh, looking at the Bible, you know, wow, there's lots of good examples here of young people, and we could... We don't have enough time to cover them all, but uh, let's get started on some of the things that we can learn from young people in the Bible. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with one that has to be the ultimate example, of course, in all things. That's Jesus himself. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, you know, at, we, we remember uh, in Luke chapter 2, at age 12, he knew the purpose of his life was to be about his father's business. You know? yeah. So here, here's a young person, 12 years old, and he he, he knew what it was about. And yeah. so... Uh, a lot of times I think people use the example of Jesus at 12 as saying that's the age of accountability. Not necessarily so. I, I don't think that's necessarily so. But I think it does show that at that age of life, a person can be uh, really focused on important things. You know, in other words, in other words I have to wait till I'm 30 before I get serious about God. That can come much earlier. And Parents need to help their kids get focused on God. Maybe kids, need, uh, parents need to have uh, higher expectations for their young people. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, Daniel mentions Joseph. Joseph. Wow. Not enough sure. time to talk about him alone. For sure. He, uh, Daniel says, trustworthy, hardworking, and noble in spite of lies, mistreatment, and hate. So Joseph could have gotten bitter. He had every reason in the world to get bitter. But instead, he was uh, trustworthy, hardworking, and noble. Yeah. You know, he, he got knocked down several times, and every time... He just kept right on doing the right thing and yeah. came back from all of those hardships. So yeah. Joseph is a great example. Yeah. He was responsible to his fellow man. You remember he was when responsible he was tempted, to God. When he was tempted by Potiphar's <clears throat> wife, he said, how can I do this great evil and sin against God? Yeah. So you know, here, here in a moment of temptation, when Potiphar's wife is tempting him, he remembered God. Yeah. And that's what we got to do. Yeah. All right. Uh, who else has Daniel got on his? He got Joseph. Yeah. He's got well. Daniel's got Daniel. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah would not defile themselves. The, 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 the four Hebrew youths who were taken into Babylonian captivity. That they were four. They weren't the only four. That's the thing that's impressive to me about yeah. these young four. Young, they were going to do the right thing, and it seems like the other. Kids from church, where, where you might say. Where was everybody Where else? are the other kids from church? They yeah. didn't have church, obviously. Yeah. But where are all they? Yeah. you got to stand against the world, but you also have to stand against those who should know better. Yeah. Do you think the other Hebrew young people who were in Babylonian captivity, who, uh, remember, these guys were being specially uh, <clears throat> groomed groomed b- mm-hmm. by the Babylonians. So, th- so Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did the right thing. They were solid. But you got to think that there must have been dozens, maybe hundreds of others who are not doing the right thing. They caved. And, and yep. they're saying to Daniel and to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you guys are freaks. Yeah. Give it up. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. We're, hey, and listen, we're hundreds of miles <laughs> from mom and dad. It doesn't matter. No Nobody back home is going to know about this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Good one. Uh, he mentions David. David was unafraid to stand for God when the whole host of Israel was scared to in First Samuel 17. Stood up to Goliath, and uh, young people can do great things for God if they will be strong and courageous, as David was. Yeah. He mentions Timothy, went with Paul, and was able to be sent and trusted by Paul. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 17. Paul had no one like-minded like Timothy. Exactly. Uh, what and, but, a, and, but I think what's really key there is that he had been trained from a youth by his mother and his grandmother. No, Timothy was a great person, and he was a super effective co-worker with Paul. But the roots of that were way back when he was just a child, and his grandmother and his mother taught him. They had high aspirations for their kids, high expectations. Exactly. Parents need to have that as well. Yeah. Uh, he mentions Jeremiah prophesied in a very hard time with much persecution for years, but started while young. Jeremiah 1, verses I thought, 6 and I thought, 7. I thought of Jeremiah. Very good. All right, Daniel. Thank you for those. Um uh, he, man, he got a bunch that were on my list. Uh, here's another one. Jonathan, Saul's son, Jonathan, yep. close friend to David. Uh, you know, even when his dad was was really putting pressure on him to do to do badly. And when it would have been in his own self-interest <clears throat> to do yep. badly, he yep. didn't. So Jonathan's a pretty good example yep. of a young person <coughs> Excuse me, doing the right thing. Um, uh, I think that's, that's pretty well got my list too. All right. Good, good ones tonight. Lots of young people we can look at 
um, and and examples that we can gain. But you know, <coughs> the common theme here, you look at look at what was accomplished by these young people: Joseph, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, David, Timothy, uh, Jeremiah. Look at all of the good that was accomplished by young people. And so maybe that's one thing that we need to take away from this for young people is. You've got an incredible opportunity to serve God. As we looked at, we started in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, uh, verse 9, to serve God in the days of our youth. What an incredible opportunity and what incredible good can be done by young people. You know, one of the things uh, uh, that you might notice from the list that we just were given, those are all male children. I'm, I'm thinking that, that that in the Bible there's some examples of women too who in their youth. Mary, the mother of Jesus, is a standout example. And you think of her uh, as like a, a seasoned adult. Yeah, you think she uh, she was probably uh, 35 when she had Jesus. Yeah, probably. No, no, she was she was a young virgin espoused uh, to Joseph. Espousal was a little different than our engagement. Uh, it was more of a, con- a binding contract. But in those days, they married very young. And uh, I-, I think the, the rabbinical tradition uh, said that children had to be at least 12. Girls had to be at least 12 before they could get married. So she could have been 15, 16? She could have been 13, 13. or 14. And she said, let it be to me according to your will? Yeah. Wow. I yeah. mean... Can you imagine that uh, a, a young person today at that age, uh, scared to death? Yeah. And and she said, "I'll do whatever you tell me to do." Yeah. Wow, that's an incredible example. I, I think another a, a good one from the Old Testament uh, is Ruth. I think mm-hmm. Ruth is a good example of a of what was surely a younger woman uh, showing devotion and mm-hmm. and commitment. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's not just it's not just male examples. There's some female examples in the Bible too. Absolutely. Uh, Dwight has a good one for us. He says, "Kids, it's okay to be different. We are not part of the world." Um, and uh, we can't emphasize that enough to our young people. I don't think is that you're not part of the world. You're going to be different, and um, you need to be prepared for that. Look at uh, we look at Joseph. We look at Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, all willing to go against the grain to stand up and look weird and uh, be unpopular. Yeah. And they were willing to do that. And that's, and that's what we got to be. We all got to be willing to be different, but we got to help our young people realize they're going to be different. Along the lines of the opportunities that you have as young people, Dwight says it's quite an encouragement to see older people. It's, sorry, it's quite an encouragement to older people to see the dedication to God of young people. Absolutely. And don't forget that, young people. Don't forget to relate to the older people because you can be a great encouragement to the older people. In other words, young people be an example to fellow young people, but you can be a great encouragement to older people, too. Don't just be so self-absorbed that you think, oh, I'm uh, 16, 17 years old. Uh, Life is so difficult for me, and uh, uh, people just don't understand. Take a minute and think about some of those older people that you may be sitting next to in worship who are struggling with things that, you can't maybe even comprehend the, th- the struggles that they're having. They need encouragement as well. And as a young person, you can be a great encouragement to them. All right. I think we've covered that. We got, we're just a little bit short uh, of the hour, but uh, uh, hopefully we've given some instruction and advice that will be an encouragement. We remind everybody again, about four weeks away now, be watching for the last weekend in January because we're going to do a, a weekend with lessons that, I have special emphasis for young people, but this is not just a teen weekend. It's for everybody, but the lessons will focus on young people and their parents, especially things that are pertinent to them. So we've maybe just sort of given a preview tonight of some of those things. If you're within driving distance, you would be well worth your time to come and be a part of those those services. You can get a lot of bang for your buck because we're going to cram a lot of teaching yeah. into a short yeah. amount of time. We'll get more information as we get closer. But you you you, you would really appreciate hearing the lessons that will be brought by Josh McKibben on that weekend. All right. Uh, good discussion tonight. Um, Final word of encouragement to young people. Just seek the Lord first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Matthew six thirty three. That's, that's pertinent instruction for all ages. Take a minute, a young person, if you wonder if it's worth it, speak to some older folks. 
that have regrets for not living like they should as a young person. Or speak to someone who has tried to live a devoted life and the blessings that can and the blessings they got for doing so. Yeah, uh, certainly. Uh, you will not be disappointed, Kyle, if you make up your mind as a young person to serve God with all of your heart, all your soul, all your your might. From here on out, you'll never be disappointed by that. Absolutely, I think it's <coughs> serving God. Like when you're having integrity to do what's right, even when it's the whole world's against you, especially when you're young. Just doing, putting God first and the forethought of your mind. So, yeah, definitely. All right. Thanks Thank for using the Kyle cam there to Kyle. Appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We Thanks. appreciate yeah, it. Good discussion. Tonight. Hope to see you next year. That's right. Last one for the year. Look forward to Lord it. Will, we'll, Lord will, we'll see you next year. All right. Uh, this time next week on the Virtual Bible Study. In the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study His inspired word, the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 930 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.